0: Welcome to the Be Moved and Bloom podcast. If you're ready to dive deep, find incredible inspiration, and let yourself bloom into who you're truly meant to be, you're in the right place. Here you'll find transformational stories, spiritual tools, and practical wisdom to help you be your best self. Get ready to be moved and bloom. Hello, hello, everyone. Welcome to Be Moved and Bloom, the podcast with me, Louise Holcomb. I'm so excited to have you here for this pilot episode, this very first one. So thank you for being here. And I'm super excited to continue with these and get things rolling. So this episode, I wanted to really go back in time and share with you my transformational story with yoga, with spirituality, with finding myself with mental health, with everything really. So first of all, if you don't know me, my name's Louise. I'm from Southeast London and I currently live in Las Vegas, Nevada, USA. And I moved to the States about almost eight years ago now, as I record this in 2021. I moved in November of 2013. (laughs) Had to think about it then. And Really, that is tied into my journey with yoga, with spirituality, and kind of just self discovery, really finding out who I truly am, and really embracing that version of myself rather than criticizing like I used to so we're gonna go on a journey back in time to uh, before twenty thirteen before I moved to the u s a and how I discovered yoga, really, and why it's become such a monumentally important part of my life. So I actually took a few classes back when I was in my early 20s, maybe a teenager, um, just at the gym, local gym, with a few friends that I grew up with, and we would always kind of find it quite funny, yoga classes, this is, and also a few Pilates classes, which were awful back then. I still don't really like Pilates. (laughs) Um, but yeah, took a few classes. We would always laugh at the way the teacher said, baby cobra, didn't really do any yoga at home, didn't really do much movement other than swimming, which I've always loved since I was very little. And basically my life was studying at university some of the time, partying a lot, sleeping in a lot, procrastinating a lot and working my whole way through university in pubs bars, nightclub for a very brief time, um, and then an art gallery once I graduated. So it was just kind of the the London lifestyle, which maybe you're familiar with, or just big city lifestyle in general. Cost of living is quite high in London, so I was always broke. (laughs) It always felt like I was anyway. And the money I made working in the bars, etc., I would save up to go travel. And traveling was the thing I was most focused on, the most, the thing I cared about the most. And one trip, I just decided one day, midway through my undergrad to, I'd always wanted to go to New Orleans. So I booked a trip, just a solo trip for two weeks to New Orleans. Didn't know anyone there, obviously. I booked a hostel on the recommendation of a friend of mine for the first couple of days. And then I thought I'd just figure it out from there. And I was 19 at the time. And on this trip, I met someone who was on a bike tour, cycling across the US with a friend. And his name was Jeff. And long story short, now we're married. (laughs) He's the reason I moved to the US. But that's where we met on that trip in New Orleans, dancing in the street to a brass band playing on the corner of Frenchman Street. And I don't know how drunk Jeff was, but I was very drunk that night. But anyway, we kept in touch. I'm back in London. He's biked his bike tour, that particular one. And he went to California to work on a farm. And that was that. I was still in uni. You know, I didn't think much would come of it, but we did stay in touch. I was also in a relationship with someone else at the time, which was quite, was a very toxic, uh, kind of awful relationship, really. However, we did stay in touch. And a couple of years later, am fast forwarding through a bunch of bullshit, <laughs> um, but fast forward to 2013, uh, the summer of 2013, I went to visit Jeff. He was back in Frederick, Maryland and in Washington, DC. He was staying there in between tours. He was uh, touring with a band who he still tours with today other than with COVID, not touring. So I went to visit him. I got there and one of the days he told me that he and a friend had just taken out a seven-day trial, one of those $20 for seven-day trials at a Bikram yoga studio in Tenleytown in DC. And would I like to join? So I was like, sure, I'll go. That sounds nice. (laughs) I love heat, so I was Definitely interested. And we went um, for at least three or four times while I was there. We wanted to get the most of the trial. And I completely fell in love with this practice of Bikram yoga at that time. I was completely unaware of the uh, sex harassment allegations against Bikram. I didn't know any of that stuff. I'm not sure it was too much in the media at that point. Um, But what can I say? I loved the heat and the physical challenge. I guess I also loved because I kept going back. Once I got back to London, I tried out all the seven-day trials I could at the studios closest to me in London. And I also ended up working in one, like a work exchange, super common in yoga studios where you clean, or I'm sure there's other administrative tasks that people give to, uh, in exchange for free classes because memberships are expensive. So that was really my introduction to yoga. And I actually know that that's not too uncommon. I think that in the West, it does seem like the asana, the posture driven yoga practices are rampant and everywhere. And that's just how people no yoga is like oh you do poses and there's a big misconception that it's all about flexibility and it's become this crazy thing in the west um I'm sure you're aware and I'm not here to talk about that really I don't hold with that way of practicing yoga especially not anymore it was my introduction to it though so I've got to honor that and I do still love physical movement <laughs> that's why I created be moved because it's how I get myself feeling good, moving through all different kinds of activities. But back to the story. <laughs> I got into Vikram Yoga and fast forward to November of that year. I guess things moved pretty quick. Jeff told me that a friend of his had a spare room in his home and that Jeff had a few months off of touring. And why not now? I had already finished my master's. I was just working to kind of save up to travel to see him again. So that's when it happened. I packed a bag, got rid of all my almost all my stuff and arrived in New York City with a backpack. And then we made our way down to Frederick, Maryland, a small town. Um, I still can't say Maryland correctly, so sorry, Americans. That's how I'm going to say it forevermore. <laughs> um, but that was my first introduction to life in America, other than visiting. And I didn't realize how um, much of an uprooting it would be. I guess I was just so excited that I didn't really think about leaving my entire previous life behind, essentially, other than the friendships that I've, and the family, obviously family ties that I've been so fortunate to maintain super strong with all the besties back in London. Um, But honestly, looking back on it, uh, life moving from a big city where I had so many connections and friends and so much network and things I was doing to a town where I knew one person and it was a lot smaller and I also couldn't work, so... Looking back on it, I felt just completely uprooted, very disconnected, because I now know that back throughout the previous life, but throughout my life in London, I had connected my self-worth and my identity, really, to what I did for a living and to maybe what I studied and who I knew, like where I was from, the area that I was from that was all wrapped into my identity and my self-worth in my head back then. So once I had none of that, I really did feel quite lost and probably was a bit depressed that, uh, that summer while I was not working while we were working on getting my paperwork, we got married, which was seven years ago now, which is just wild to think about. And, um, yeah, it's amazing. But while that was, uh, happening while we were getting my visa etc my green card uh obviously I couldn't work uh legally I did some life modeling which was not as cool as I thought it would be at all and I didn't like it so that didn't last very long plus it wasn't even great money no offense to anyone who does life modeling it just really wasn't my scene (laughs) back then anyway so yeah Once I was able to start working, things felt a lot better just because I was meeting people. I made really good friends. I worked for an incredible boss at the local coffee shop and just kind of saved up with Jeff. And then we ended up moving into our van (laughs) and we did the whole van life thing, you know. (laughs) And it uh, it was incredible. We had a 1984 Chevy van I guess they call them like a box van and it had a bed in it when we bought it off of a guy off of Craigslist. We extended the bed, added a little mattress, uh, given to us by a friend as well, and kind of placed some really minimal storage and wood paneling in there that Jeff did all of it. I can't take credit for that. And we again got rid of a lot of stuff and started traveling so we drove a very convoluted long route it took us maybe almost a year we went from the east coast to california went from maryland to northern california and it was a very convoluted route meet, meeting people and visiting friends along the way and Once we got to California, we're in a town called Grass Valley and Jeff had a tour coming up and we got set up with some trimming work, trimming weed. And back then it was not legal for sure. I think it was legal medically, but not recreationally, not like it is now. This was in 2015, I think. (laughs) My timeline's kind of messed up, but stay with me. We're still back in time. (laughs) Six years or so, and so I ended up uh, trimming, which I hated. I don't know if anyone else has done that. I'm sure it's become so much more popular now that it's legal in so many states. Uh, here in Nevada, I have a bunch of friends I know who trim, um, but for me back then, did not enjoy it at all. <laughs> I need to be a lot more active in what I'm doing than just my hands being active. Um, although the money was pretty good back then so the reason I'm sharing this is because it all led up to me being able to have enough cash in one go to afford a yoga teacher training and I had been researching and looking at a few different ones contacting a few different centers but and then I randomly found this website for yoga and ayurveda teacher training in Mexico in Jalisco and I forgot to add this in but I'd had lived in Mexico City briefly before Jeff and I got married but after I'd moved to Frederick because back then I didn't have the visa to stay in the States and I was like running out of money and found a job through a friend in Mexico City so I did live there briefly it was supposed to be for a year ended up only being a couple of months and then Jeff visited we traveled around a little bit in Mexico and he That's when we moved back to the States and got married. So I had previously lived in Mexico. I absolutely loved and still love dearly Mexico, the culture, the places. I've been back almost every year since going there the first time um, because I just love it so much. So I found this yoga teacher training, which was in Jalisco in a town called Ajijic. It included deep training in Ayurveda, which I was very interested in. So for those of you who don't know, Ayurveda is known as the science of life. It's part of the Vedic scriptures, which is the same text and same philosophy that Hatha Yoga stems from. And it's really an all-encompassing science, still practiced today, which is incredible, Um, really a holistic view on health, and on so much more. It's a holistic view of the whole universe. Um, But specifically on this training, we were focusing on human health. And this was the selling point for me. So I booked it. And then that following May, I flew out there and took this month-long intensive training. I didn't even know what kind of yoga I'd be learning. And I definitely didn't feel confident at all to be able to teach yoga, but I knew that that was something I did want to do after this training. I thought it would be a great way to live, live a yogic lifestyle and really dive into, and also something I could do anywhere in the world. So yeah, I was just diving right in. We got there and it completely changed my whole life, that immersion training. We learned... Shivananda Yoga, which is spelled Ananda, but it's pronounced Shiv after Swami Shivananda, who created that particular branch of yoga, which is a holistic uh, style, combining not just the asana, not just the poses, but also breath work, mantra singing, a lot of rest, and energetic healing through the chakra system in every 90 minute class. So, it was just a complete upside down turning of my world, that training. And the main reason, other than learning all this incredible knowledge, incredible, we had a lot of yoga philosophy. We learned a lot about foods, Ayurvedic foods and ways to heal through Ayurveda and the whole Ayurvedic philosophy, which I can't go into on this episode, but maybe the next few. We can chat about that, uh, but it's massive. It's a very big subject. But um, dipping our toes in it really on that training sparked the, uh, the urge in me to continue with learning more and more about that as I went through. But the biggest thing about that teacher training was that the practice of yoga, the movement combined with the breath work and the mantra in particular, moved me It moved something in me where unhealed trauma that I had been living my whole life completely unaware of, stuff from my childhood, was brought up to the surface uh, for me to heal, for me to look at, first of all, because I'd been completely unaware of it. And that really changed everything. Like, this is the point where I could pinpoint, oh, like, my life changed then, like, forever significantly. And the reason that I'm so passionate about sharing yoga and movement in a trauma-informed way, which wasn't really the way that it was delivered to me on that training because it wasn't trauma-informed specific. But the reason I care so much about sharing this stuff is because it healed me. It helped heal me. It brought it all up. I spent probably from the End of the first week to the whole rest of the training, which was four weeks. So it's been about three weeks crying, <laughs> basically, uh, trying to understand and trying to yeah un- know what to do from there. And that might sound kind of awful. It, when I say it like that, it doesn't sound great. There was a lot of laughing and enjoyment as well as this really deep pain that was coming up for me. To look at and to transmute into something bigger and better. And I'm so grateful for the teachers and the women that I spent this training with because yeah, it changed my life, didn't it? <laughs> Set me on this path anyway. And so once I got home from this teacher training after a month in Mexico, I came back to Jeff and the van. We were in austin texas at this point we didn't have a home we just had the van and i got back you know having had all this incredible shifts incredible changes within myself uh feeling again really completely uprooted and like my life had been turned upside down again (laughs) which it kind of had at least internally and so i was basically a big mess once i got back to austin we were figuring things out. I felt very ungrounded, not having a home, you know, like a, a private place to, to sleep and live. We were just in the van at this point and it was summer and it was hot. And my mom came to visit and then she kind of saw how I was. She recommended that I see someone and try therapy. And I'm really grateful that that happened. And she actually found a think they're even listed as a holistic therapist's office. Um, found a really great woman to talk to and got some CBT therapy, which is pretty common. And I saw this woman for a number of months, had incredible results with her, felt so much better. <laughs> and yeah, so I can't advocate enough for mental health awareness and, you know, therapy, seeking therapy if you need it. I feel like since last year everyone could benefit from speaking to a professional therapist or some kind of healthcare professional about mental health because we've been through it and there's no shame in needing help especially in this crazy society even pre-covid crazy society um so yeah definitely if you have seen a therapist or you are thinking about it and You know, there is still stigma around it, which there really shouldn't be because it's so needed. I have a friend who made the analogy like it's just like seeing a dentist, like everyone needs to do it at some point or regularly even. (laughs) Um, So definitely in love with therapy. And yeah, so that felt so much better. We ended up moving again in the van, moved back to Frederick, where we were before in Maryland. So did a kind of whole loop of the U.S. over the few years that we were in the van. And since then, I had, uh, yeah, kind of started teaching yoga, built my career up, been fascinated and kind of obsessed with trauma-informed practices especially trauma-informed ways of teaching yoga practicing yoga and other body-based modalities and ways to offer trauma healing really I learned as much as I could about trauma I'm still learning obviously it's a lifelong journey of learning for me anyway maybe it is for you too and that was how I created Be Moved Yoga so 2017, we moved back to Frederick, Maryland, and I was lucky enough to begin teaching in some of the incredible yoga studios there. It's uh, like I said, it's a small town, at least coming from London, it seemed super small to me. I guess it's not that small, but there were three major studios in the town and I was lucky enough to teach at all three of them at some point, especially one Uh, called Yoga More, which was the closest to my house as well. And they specialize in trauma-informed yoga. So I ended up continuing my studies of yoga and of trauma-informed practices. Got my 500-hour training with specialization in trauma-informed yoga. I took a few more trainings, one in children's yoga, taught by a friend of mine in Tulum in Mexico. So obviously I had to jump on that and say yes to that. Um, as well as eventually a prison yoga teacher training through Liberation Prison Yoga, which all of every training I've done has been transformational, really life-changing. And then last year I was able to do an online Y12SR, which is the Yoga of 12-Step Recovery teacher training. So I've been continuing to learn and I'm still continuing to learn. I hope to do another training soon cuz the year's coming to a close almost it feels like. <laughs> and learning as much as I can about trauma, how it affects the brain, how we can use our bodies as a way to unlock hidden trauma or unlock trauma in a way that isn't re-traumatizing. Like you don't have to retell your story to a therapist, even though I totally advocate for therapy, talk therapy, if that's what you're called to. Um, but One of the beautiful things about trauma-informed yoga is you can practice in a way that feels safe to you, where you feel safe in your body, and you can move and shift the energy in your body in a way where things get released by themselves. And you don't have to say a word. You might not even understand what's happening, um, but the healing is happening in that practice. So that was kind of a, I mean, I could have gone into so much more detail, guys. You have no idea, but that was an overview, shall we say, of my life story since moving to the US and uh, since discovering yoga, really. And I'm so passionate about sharing it, like I said, because it's helped me dramatically. I don't even, I can't even imagine what my life would be like if i hadn't taken that teacher training or if i hadn't discovered this this unhealed trauma because it was really controlling my life and i and i had no idea so something that happens for a lot of people is um dissociation where you kind of leave your body and that would happen to me a lot i would faint all the time especially back in london I was go, go, go. I was doing a million things at once as a way to distract myself. I now know. Distract myself from what I didn't want to face and didn't know about, but it was there. It was like subconscious. And our subconscious really controls us unless we become aware of it and use tools to reprogram it. So that's my life story, guys. (laughs) Up until this point, I created Be Moved Yoga, the online version of my business, in 2020 during the pandemic. Like, I'm sure lots of people started creating more. I had more time at home, of course, like everyone. And I was teaching online anyway with the studios, and I thought, why not create online stuff that's purely for me and purely for you? So that's what happened, and in the end of 2020, Jeff and I were able to travel again to Mexico and we spent a few months there uh, studying scuba diving, really learning more and more about diving and spending almost every day diving, um, which I could go into on another episode maybe. Um, But that's another of our activities, one of many. And we were lucky enough to stay there for almost three months back to the U.S. where we had put all our stuff in storage in Frederick and then we loaded up a U-Haul and drove it across to Las Vegas where we are now and that is the story up until the present day. So since then I've been teaching online and I've been uh, creating a lot, courses etc and now this new creation the podcast so there you have it I uh I would love to hear if you have any questions about anything I've talked about especially regarding you know mental health physical health anything you want to ask me about I'm here and I hope to catch up with you soon thank you so much for listening if you enjoyed this episode I would love it if you could leave a review on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever else you heard this. To stay connected with me, head to bemovedyoga.com and sign up for my email list. I'm also bemovedyoga on Instagram. Catch up with you soon. Lots of love from Louise.